1: Greeny with Mike Greenberg,
2: the podcast. Happy Labor Day. We're putting the labor in Labor Day. We're working today. Matt Schick, Myron Metcalf. Sorry for that phrase. It was awkward just trying to get into the show. Matt Schick, yeah. Myron Metcalf in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM Channel 80, and also on ESPN+. Plus. Tell you, what is that hm for? What
1: is? I mean that, that that's
2: not, that wasn't Lionel Richie. I'm just you know, <laughs> That is true. We used to host the Sunday morning show. They take us off the air during meaningful NFL Why content. Why do you say
1: used to? Do you know something I don't know? <laughs> is this an audition that I don't know This it?
2: is right. This is a 3-hour audition show. for us here on Labor Day. Hope it was a great weekend. The weekend continues. A great weekend uh, where you've got college football Thursday through Monday. Uh, I would like to say that since last night's game was so good and there's no better way to end week one of college football, the Clemson-Georgia Tech game has been postponed. (laughs) They have postponed it. It is not being played tonight. There's no way to follow what we did last night because it's the only one place to start, and it was last night.
3: Here we go. Go, go.
2: Only one place to start.
4: Florida State 24, LSU 23. The freshman, Damian Ramos, for the extra point and the biggest kick of his life thus far. The snap is back. The hold is down. The kick is low. It's no good. No good. Florida State has won in New Orleans. The final score, the Seminoles 24 and the Tigers 23.
2: That's my Cousins on the ESPN radio call. Never heard his voice crack like that. One place <laughs> to start brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash greedy. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. We put so much into the college football season and into week one, week zero, week one. These coaches are paid so much money, billions of dollars to coach, billions of dollars to not coach. Right. When they're bought out and then it's left down, left up to 18 to 22 year olds who are still figuring life out, who still the back of their brains haven't fully formed yet. Their judgment is still somewhat impaired. They're not fully cognizant here on life. And you have a freshman kicker who I will say, Mike Cousins, not to disrespect your call. Who knows? Maybe he's had a bigger kick in his career. We don't know. You know, maybe there's been <laughs> a state championship. I don't maybe. know. But that kick was blocked. And Florida State comes away with a win that can only be defined as bizarre. And if you're LSU, disgusting.
1: Yes. But I mean, I hope I hope everyone watch because the emotions in that game. I mean, that's the beauty of college football. By the fourth quarter, you're emotionally invested, whether you care about LSU or Florida State or not. And then to your point, Damian Ramos, who is a redshirt freshman two years ago, his biggest decision is, who am I taking to the prom? Then it's like, hey, why don't you go out there at the Superdome, kick a simple extra point. Time expires. Send us into overtime. Everybody's happy. And then the kick gets blocked. And I just feel for that guy in that moment. There was a dude in the stands, uh, an LSU fan who wore all of his LSU gear, middle-aged black guy, was in a sea of Florida State fans, (laughs) and he just had his head down. And here's my thing, Matt. Is he still at the stadium? Has anyone checked to see if he's still there, if he's left yet, because
2: he was devastated like so many other LSU fans? You do not get fan cutaway shots like this in the NFL. No, no. The NFL, it's just, you know, it's an event, it's going on, hey, you know what, we'll still make the playoffs, it's fine, yeah, Yeah, it's crazy that we lost, this, that, and the other. First of all, you don't see crazy plays like this, you don't see crazy outcomes, it's not as unpredictable, like, is this kicker going to miss this? Yeah, he might, not a PAT from that distance, if you're ever wondering, why doesn't college football move that PAT back, because they don't have to because yeah. they don't have to. You will see misses like that. I do want to dive into this. As Florida State starts 2-0 and for the first time since 2016. They went 10-3 and that season. I did say uh, I was very upset that Joe Testor on the call did not end it with Florida State is back, folks, just like yeah. he did with Texas a few years ago. If you're yeah. a Seminoles fan, maybe it's better that he didn't <laughs> give the Joe Test jinx on this. But I do want to hear some other play-by-play calls from this moment. One of my favorite things Texas about this is
0: back, folks.
4: Okay, all right, okay.
0: Wait, hold
1: on.
2: <laughs> Did that not happen? Were they not actually back? <laughs> I tweeted out last night, Florida State is back, folks, and people you know, if you don't know the Joe Test yeah. call, you're like, really, dude? like okay, just simmer down. A little relax, bit. Just relax. It's right. All of my jokes are inside jokes. All right, here we go. This was one of the calls last night. Let's go. All right. You wanted to do the Latin America call. Let's do it. ESPN Latin America call with the blocked extra point. El jugador de origen mexicano, Damian Ramos, viene por la
4: patada. ¡Oh! 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 ¡Oh!
2: I did hear increíble. I heard I...
1: increíble. <laughs> I know that word. That the one. one word I learned in Spanish when I was the... took when I took it. Really? <laughs> yeah, I Ola? took Spanish ninth and tenth grade. Ola increíble. I know that one.
2: <laughs> no. The 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 great thing about that is the color analysis. The color analyst doesn't matter the language. No. It sounds the same. <laughs>
1: yes, 100%. one
2: hundred percent.
1: Especially on an extra point. This is not a 49-yard field goal from the left hash mark. This is an extra point, man.
2: Amazing. Memo and lesson to young play-by-play voices out there. Always pay attention to the college extra point. It's not a layup, okay? You better get locked in and know who everyone is on that field. All right. Let's do the Florida State play-by-play. This is my buddy Jeff Colhane. used to work in Nebraska then worked at North Dakota State. Was their play-by-play voice. I mean, good things happen when Jeff Colhane is calling your teams. He won national championships North Dakota State. Now here he is at FSU and they come away with a win over LSU. Here's Jeff.
4: And it's a redshirt freshman kicker, Damian Ramos who might be the most nervous person in the Superdome right now. Roy to snap, Ram with the hole to send it to. Free football, snap, spot, blocked! Yeah! Yeah! No! Yeah! So it's yeah! It blocked! Shaheen Brown got his mitt on it! Fire up the war chant and plant the spear! Nose win! Nose win! Mike Norvell, you have your signature win!
1: <laughs> Jeff <laughs> Goldhain, hey,
2: he nailed that call, That's man. That was good I mean, call. He, He had everything. The kicker's nervous. He got the guy who blocked it. He gets the signature win call. It was just terrific. Just terrific. And he was ready
1: for it. I mean, he was ready for it. Like like you talk about the anticipation. It wasn't a gimme. He seemed to kind of know that. Uh, Man, what a moment. What a moment.
2: Can't fathom how that went down last night. Um, All right. LSU what did that radio call sound like as LSU sees its chance at overtime go up in seminal smoke
3: the all important point after in a 24-23 ball game
4: here's the snap placement down kick on the way and it is blocked and it hits the crossbar no
3: good and Florida State going to survive this one 24 to
2: 23. <laughs> <laughs> the, the visiting call or the losing radio call for any college football game that ends like that or on the last play, you can tell. All they want to do is finish the call, yep. punctuate it whatever it is, and then take the headset off and jump out the window. (laughs) That's all they want to do, jump out onto the field and end it for everybody.
1: Be done. That's also somebody who's obviously called a lot of LSU post-Joe Burrow games, (laughs) so he didn't seem as shocked as maybe a lot of us were in that moment.
2: Oh, be a part of uh, Greenie Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper the one fans deserve. Now, we've heard some of the calls here as Florida State beats LSU 24-23. to Jordan Travis was terrific last night. Brian Kelly, first full-time LSU head coach to lose his debut with the team since Jerry DiNardo Back in 1995. Let's hear from Brian Kelly postgame.
3: I'm in favor of uh, execution. Maybe our entire team needs to be executed after tonight. Okay. Wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on, a second. Second. Hold wait, on wait. 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 Hold on.
1: Wait. Wait. <laughs> that wasn't Brian Kelly from last. <laughs> that
2: wasn't him from last night. We apologize. Oh, that no. wasn't. It
0: was him against Florida State, though. <laughs>
2: it that was, is true. It As is, the head but... coach of Notre Dame a couple hold of years on. ago, when they escaped that win, Mackenzie Milton was the quarterback. <laughs> oh, <there>. oh. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Oh no. Brian Gale- Kelly trying to be cute against Florida State that was when he was with Notre Dame. That was not last night. That was not night. last he night. Stop doing that. Uh all right, let's play the real one. Here's from Brian Kelly post game. Well, it's game And I haven't even all my games yet. Okay, guys. Guys. That, that was That wasn't That wasn't great, him last night, man. Do we have the audio from no, last night? Hold on. He said that that was a great way to get started. I haven't even won all my games yet. That was from the Pep Rally at the LSU basketball game where he, yeah, he he's right. He hasn't won all his games yet. And frankly, hasn't no, won any games yet. He hasn't okay. Won any games yet. I haven't he won any of my games no, yet? Okay. No. Let's hear the real let's audio. Let's hear, please. Real audio, Brian Kelly from last night.
3: I was proud of our resolve. Um, We battled. um, But, you know, we we just have to learn how to play the game um, the right way, and that is for four quarters. Um, We we didn't play with uh, the kind of sense of urgency that I want uh, for four quarters, and that was evident in our play. We didn't tackle very well. We couldn't get off the field on third down. Um, We didn't execute very well um, offensively. I prefer the I'm other. I'm in favor of uh, execution. Maybe our entire team needs to be executed after tonight. He did
4: say they didn't execute
0: well last <laughs> hey, night he either. Did, he did. He like, did say on. execute again.
1: He, he talked about executing the team. Last, that was a pass. That was not last night. It was...
0: He's
2: improved. He He's went in... from killing the team physically yeah. to now just verbally and just blaming <laughs> them for execution. Everything you hear from a coach is the same. Listen yes, to every is. postgame. It's couldn't get off the field on third down. Couldn't execute. We need to play four quarters. Does any coach ever say, yeah, if we could just play three and a half quarters, we'll be fine. Yeah, we know how long the games are, okay? Yeah. Nothing but cliches. But what else are you going to say as Brian Kelly falls man. <laughs> to Florida State? 20, boy, did his face look purple. Purple Brian Kelly was back when yes. they decided to review that call. Texas <laughs> is back, folks.
4: <laughs> oh, no. no. Purple on, Brian
2: Kelly Come is on, back. Man. His face now matches the shirt. Matt Schickmeyer yes. Myron Metcalf in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and ESPN+. Plus. Love we'll us a call at any time on this Labor Day. 888-SAY-ESPN-888-729-3776. Coming up, it's just week one, but we already have some Heisman favorites. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio and the ESPN
3: app. I'm in favor of uh, execution. Maybe our entire team needs to be executed
4: after tonight.
3: For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call ClickGranger.com or just stop by.
4: h e l p dot com slash greeny g r e e n y
1: greeny the podcast
2: matt chick myron metcalf in for greeny on espn radio espn radio is presented by progressive insurance news from greeny nation just hit us up on the dr pepper call in line eight 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 say espn matt chick alongside myron metcalf had a great weekend of college football. Just so, so good. And the NFL is going to swallow us whole here beginning on Thursday with Bills-Rams. We'll get more into that in just a moment. But, look, we we talk Heisman in February, in March, in April. So we might as well talk it in September. You can't win the Heisman week one, but you certainly can lose it. Because we are a society of, what did you just do? Oh, it wasn't that great? I'm turning the page on you and your life and your career. I mean, that's just how we are. Yep. So, there were some preseason Heisman favorites. They thought, okay, well, we'll see how they do. Some rose to the occasion. Others did not. When you think about Heisman contenders now here, Myron, who's the one guy from this past weekend that said, you know what, that guy's at the head of the head of the charts right now? You
1: know, I, I think Heisman, especially early on, it's a lot of publicity, right? It's a lot of who people see. That influences, I think, how people vote. and. and I don't know how many people were watching Alabama, what Bryce Young did uh, in that game. I don't know how many people necessarily watched uh, what Stetson Bennett did after, you know, Georgia got up to that big lead. A lot of people turned the channel to another game. Both of those guys are certainly top three. But in terms of the spotlight, I think it's on Anthony Richardson, because it's not just the performance in prime time against a top 10 Utah team and pulling out the win. It's the spotlight that followed. It's the social media buzz. I think there are a lot of people who didn't really know who Anthony Richardson was because he wasn't really used last season. But
2: I think he, to me, is at the top of the list after what we've seen over the course of the weekend. He went 17 to 24, 168 yards, no passing touchdowns, but did have an incredible two-point conversion that if he does have a – everyone's looking, who's that Heisman moment? Okay, maybe it's a two-point conversion <laughs> yeah, that one. for Anthony Richardson because without that, Utah drives down the field, and maybe they win that game with a field goal yeah. instead of trying to uh, get a touchdown for the win and throwing the pick by Cam Rising, who would you agree is falling? Yeah,
1: Cam, Cam, Cam Rising is falling along with the whole Pac-12,
2: man. Oh, my goodness. It's all um, on Lincoln Riley now. It is. Uh, Anthony Richardson, by the way, three rushing touchdowns, including – the game-winner, second Florida quarterback in the past 10 seasons with three rushing touchdowns at a game. Emory Jones did it back in 2019, wow. no longer with the program. Um, so I, I agree with you. I think Anthony Richardson is there. Stetson Bennett had a nice performance in a win over an Oregon team that was completely overmatched. C.J. Stroud and Ohio State. C.J. Stroud didn't lose the Heisman the other night. He didn't do anything that made you go, wow, this, that, that was incredible, because Notre Dame's defense was really, really good. Yeah. And so the game flow just dictated. Ryan Day, they should have been running the football more a little bit earlier in that game than they did when game flow dictated to do so. But he goes 24-34, 223 yards and a couple of touchdowns. How about Shadour Sanders? Deion's kid over at Jackson State, 29-33 of for 323 and five touchdowns. He started the game 16-16. of 16? I believe at one point that was, that was pretty remarkable. It's going to be tough for a kid from Jackson State to win it, but I, I like what Dion's doing there. I like what he's doing with the program. And that's, uh, again, when you get a, a quarterback and a, a legacy type of player like that, that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it's really fun. I mean, the name is going to help him get a lot of publicity. Um, you know, the fact that they played, I think, early in the day on Sunday, a lot of people had a chance to see it. So I, you can say what you want about Deion Sanders. The way he's put Jackson State on the map, he's not competing against the Auburns and Alabamas and Georgias and those teams for recruits, but he's getting that next tier of guys. And if you can get that next tier of players, you can compete against anybody in the country outside of the top 10 or 15 teams. So he's doing a good job with that.
2: No, there's no question about it. And look, when he was able to – Get one of the top corners in the state, or in the country, I should say, to commit to him. That was uh, pretty remarkable. Uh, Drake May. Drake May for North Carolina. I don't know how many games this team is going to win. (laughs) I don't know how many post-game dances Mac Brown is going to have. But they gave up more than 300 yards of offense in the fourth quarter to App State. They had more, just about as many yards of offense in the fourth quarter as Drake May had passing the entire game. He was 24 35, 352, and four touchdowns. He's got nine touchdowns in the first two weeks of the season. So if you're looking at stats, it's that. But again, this is also a winning type of award. You have to win games. You have to win at least nine, 10 games, be in that playoff discussion in order to do that. So that'll be interesting to see. Speaking yeah. of the playoff. We, it feels like Myron that we get all excited about the season and then the season starts and Week One happens. You go, yeah, okay. I kind of know how the playoffs going to look here. I kind of there's there, there's some hope that you have that maybe one of these top teams will struggle. There's some schadenfreude, okay. Maybe George is not going to look as good as some people believe that he. They're just going to reload and then they go and dispatch of Oregon. The game was over shortly after the coin flip. Is it as simple as Bama, Ohio State? Georgia and then pick one is that where we're at I mean it feels like that
1: because there's just so many unknowns I mean I watched Georgia and I I was struck by this idea that we kind of talk as if Alabama lost the national title more than Georgia won it and and you look what they did to Oregon I'm like yeah they can keep doing that Uh, CJ Stroud's really good yeah it was a tough game against Notre Dame they're gonna be good I don't think anyone beats them in the Big Ten and obviously Alabama is Alabama so yeah that fourth one so far is sort of uh you know maybe three or four teams in the mix we're gonna see one of them tonight When Clemson faces uh, Georgia Tech, Uh, I think Notre Dame is a team that even though you lose a game, you lost on the road at Ohio State. I don't know that the committee looks at that and goes, that takes you out of the mix if you win out. They still have upcoming games against Clemson and USC. Can they climb back into it? Uh, I think USC is a team to watch. Caleb Williams, Jordan Addison, two touchdowns over the weekend and that win over Rice. Uh, I think that's a team that might be a cut above everybody else in the Pac-12. That might not be enough. And then the fourth team for me, man, if the SEC has a chance to get a third team, look at Arkansas. beat okay, Cincinnati. Can you
2: stop? Can you please <laughs> stop you with mean? the third team in this? What just, is? Are we already turning the page to their own playoff system? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, It could be that this year.
1: It, it, it might be uh, the SEC against the SEC. Because I, I think the fourth team, to me, unless it's Clemson, uh, I think a third team in the SEC could find a way to get in.
2: People would hate it, but it could happen. Well, people would hate it, and it's not going to happen. But let me, let me ask you this. Am I crazy to think that Utah is still a, a playoff contender? I mean, we we have we have this in the past of, oh, you lost a game, you're out. But I, I think, look, Florida's not the Florida of old. Florida's not a playoff team, or at least it doesn't look that way. Maybe they could surprise us. Maybe they're a team that could make a push. When you have a, what looks like a Heisman contender, a great talent in Anthony Richardson, maybe that can happen. But to go into the Swamp and do what they did and lose, yeah, it's not a moral victory society. But it's hard to believe there's a better team in the Pac-12 than Utah with how they, with how they really dominated in the line. This is not The Pac-12 is not a line of scrimmage league, but Utah showed they can dominate up front. And if you look at their schedule, they're going to be favored against everybody. They've got USC at home in mid-October. They go to Oregon in November outside of that, I mean, Oregon State could be sneaky good. They look good over the weekend. That game's coming up October 1st. But they're going to win their next two or three games, and then we'll see what happens with Utah. But I wouldn't put it past them. I think they held their own pretty good.
1: You started by asking, are you crazy to think that Utah is still in the mix? The answer is yes, you you are. Um, (laughs) But it's a good thought. I mean, the problem is the Pac-12 isn't going to be strong enough, I think, to, to help them get that push. Oregon could lose another game. Uh, you know, what does USC do? I just don't think that league is going to give them uh, enough of a boost to
2: help them get in the mix. And one of the great things about expanding the playoff is Utah would still be like, all right, let's keep pushing here and we'll get in. Let's keep pushing. But here it's, "Eh, we're going to need a ton of help. After one game, one loss, you need a lot of help. And that's just not the way it should be. Matt Schickmeyer and Metcalf here uh, on Greeny on ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Save on commercial auto insurance from Progressive. Get a fast quote at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Coming up in 30 seconds, three AFC teams with the most pressure on them. That's after Myron tells you about Disney Plus Day. Disney Plus Day is coming on
1: September eighth. It's a day of celebration, surprises, and <laughs> I'm sorry, I see Matt laughing. I'm sorry. It's a day of celebration, surprises, and exclusive premieres like Disney's Pinocchio, Marvel's Thor: Love and Thunder, and new episodes of She-Hulk: Attorney at Law. Also, Pixar's Cars on the Road, Star Wars's Obi-Wan Kenobi: A Jedi's Return, National Geographic's Epic Adventures of Bertie Gregory, and the new Simpsons short Welcome to the Club. Plus, don't miss other new favorites like Growing Up, Frozen 1 and 2, Sing-Alongs, and Dancing with the Stars, the pros' most memorable dances. Nothing's bigger, nothing's better, nothing beats Disney Plus Day. All these and more streaming on September 8th.
2: I am going to... Why are you laughing, man? I'm going to submit a request to ESPN, ESPN Radio, that Myron does all of the reads... On this entire network,
1: you were laughing, man, and it made me laugh. It made me laugh.
2: You started the initial read by acting like you're giving movie previews.
1: (laughs) That's all I know how to do. That two a.m. infomercial voice, man. I don't have any. I don't know what else to do. In a world where (laughs) Obi Wan
2: can it's like okay, just. Relax. Alright.
1: that's that's you're supposed to read it like that. That's what they said. Uh, who's they? they said, and stop they, making things up. They said they said read it like a you know, like an infomercial dude. That's what I'm trying to do.
2: Why don't you read it like a human being? <laughs> Matt Chick, Myron Metcalf, infragree on ESPN radio. All right. Messing up our money, man. Three A <laughs> Pot called the kettle black there. Uh, all right, let's do this. Here we go. Three AFC teams. Okay. with the most pressure on them i will start go and i'm go and i'm going off of the grid here just a little bit not pressure because they're expected to win the the division not because they're expected to win the super Bowl they're not but i think the new england patriots after drafting mac jones have said okay how are we is this season going to indicate that we've chosen wisely or chosen poorly, he had year one, he looked good, he looked, he showed signs. Year two, they don't even know, they haven't even set in stone what they're going to do with offensive play calling. Okay, Bill Belichick has certainly earned the benefit of the doubt. But when you play in a division where you've got the Jets that seem to be on the rise, had a good draft, Zach Wilson hopefully gets healthy, when you've got the Miami Dolphins that have retooled, with the most accurate quarterback in the history of the NFL, according to Tyreek Hill. Okay, he didn't say that, but it sounded like it. And then you've got the Buffalo Bills as a Super Bowl favorite. Where do you fit in? Where do you fit into this? And where do you fit in for the next three to four to five years? This season's going to say a lot about that. And with the offseason conjecture about is this offense going to work? Who's going to be calling plays? How are they going to get the ball down the field? What does it look like? Who's their elite pass catcher, right? All of those things look like that. Maybe the defense bails them out of some games, but I think there's a lot of pressure on the Patriots this year to at least show that they've drafted the correct quarterback and that they're going to be okay for the, for the next three or five years.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on the emphasis on quarterback play. I mean, you know, to, to have uh, two offensive coordinators is, is never, never ideal. And I think when it's Joe Judge and Matt Patricia, I think scarier things could happen. But, yeah, you, you got to hope that Matt Jones takes the next step. And I think this is a crucial year For that to happen. Uh, For me, I think number three is the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson doesn't have a deal. And I don't know if that's because he's representing himself. If he wants more than Deshaun Watson, I'm not sure. But this feels like a critical season for everybody involved. Feels like a critical, critical season for John Harbaugh. Feels like a critical season for Lamar and just the entire franchise. If he wins and they play big, remember, they go eight and four last year when he's healthy. Then I think everyone agrees after the season, you pay Lamar Jackson uh, whatever he's asking for, but the price is certainly going to go up. That's going to be the Joe Burrow, uh, Justin Herbert contract uh, season, so he's going to get a lot of money. But what if it doesn't go well? I mean, what what if it doesn't work out for Baltimore? I know you can franchise tag him, but what does that mean for the future of your franchise? I think there are a lot of unanswered questions about Baltimore this year, and I think they have uh, facing some big-time questions.
2: All right, my number two team with the most pressure on them, I'm going out to Vegas. I'm going out to Vegas with the Raiders. Derek Carr uh, appears to be, by those who know much more than me, uh, who analyze this game and this sport, a top-ten quarterback. Is he? I I don't know when that happened, but perhaps he is. Here in the NFL, we're going to find out because you got Devontae Adams, your old college buddy there from Fresno State. Let's see how it goes. Let's see if this team can make that next push to get to that 10-win plateau to maybe challenge in the division, to win a playoff game. There, there are some things here where you spend that kind of money, you make that kind of deal, you want to make that next step. There's pressure on the Raiders. I've got them as my number two team with the most pressure on them.
1: I like that. Yeah, I mean, everybody. And this put, is AFC.
2: This is AFC. Yeah,
1: everybody's putting the spotlight on on – on the Raiders. And now, yeah, let's see what they can do. And if Derek Carr can prove he's the guy for the future, give me the Cincinnati Bengals, which probably sounds ridiculous. You're going, wow, they made it to a Super Bowl, young Joe Burrow. Why would you pick them? Well, I'm picking them because of young Joe Burrow, because young Joe Burrow might be $275 million Joe Burrow next year. When he's eligible, eligible for an extension in March, you're not going to be able to build around Joe Burrow in the years ahead after this deal kicks in. I think this is the window to win Super Bowls. They've proven they can get there, but there are a whole lot of guys who got there and never got back. Jared Goff would like to have a conversation with you. A whole bunch of young quarterbacks we assume would have two or three Super Bowls by now. Somebody call Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson about that. I just think this idea that a young quarterback is going to make a run and get a Super Bowl ring is not what always occurs. So this could be a critical year where we look back and go, Cincinnati had one or two years where they could have got in and got a ring and maybe it didn't happen. So I think that's why there's pressure.
2: All right. And I am staying away from you know, staying away from the Broncos. You know, they got Russell Wilson on a long term deal. They got some young receivers and Jerry Judy. You know, he's cut off an injury. There's pressure, yes. But is it this year? That's a really tough division. Very. It's the Buffalo Bills that have the most pressure on them. There's no question about it on the AFC East. When the bar is Super Bowl or bust, there's pressure. When you just went to a billion overtimes against Kansas City last year, at least it felt that way, and you don't get that win, and now you have that the entire offseason, okay. Now now where do we go from here? When you make a deal and you get Vaughn Miller, they're all in here this year. And so it goes really without saying, but the Buffalo Bills, my team – Since I came out of the womb, my favorite team, they better get this win and this Super Bowl appearance. It's Super Bowl appearance or bust, but even that might not be good enough. Bills with the most pressure in the AFC. Yeah,
1: I think that's the answer for everybody. But for me, just to differ from you, I'll go up Miami. Mike McDaniels has been spending a lot of preseason talking about his favorite shoes and his favorite hip-hop songs. None of that's going to matter in a week. Can you coach Tua to be a franchise quarterback in the years ahead? Or do you have to make a decision after this year to move on from him? They're facing a lot of pressure. They paid Tyreek Hill. Jalen Waddell's there. The defense is solid. Uh, Can you be a playoff team? We're going to find out. And if you can't be, there are going to be a lot of changes this offseason.
2: Hiring is challenging, but there's one place where finding great candidates is easy. ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds and matches the right candidates for you. And our listeners can try it free today at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Up next, week one of the college football season nearly complete. Week one of the NFL season nearly here. What you need to know about the season to come, including a Super Bowl preview to kick off the season. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio.
3: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
2: Greeny, the podcast. It's Labor Day here on ESPN Radio. Another college football game tonight with Clemson and Georgia Tech, and then we completely turn the page to the NFL. (laughs) Three days away from the start of the NFL season as the Rams – Take on the Buffalo Bills. Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider, joins us now. Former Jets GM and um, Mike, we were just talking about the, the teams in the AFC with the most pressure on them, and I would qualify it as not named the Buffalo Bills. Which AFC team do you do you set your sights on for a team that has a lot riding on this year?
0: You know, maybe Kansas City because of the move they made with you know Tyreek Hill, and for them to still be obviously in a window with a Hall of Fame head coach, and Andy Reid, obviously a great, great quarterback, and Patrick Mahomes. um, Obviously what they did was take resources and allocate it from offense to defense, but when you give up a player like Tyreek Hill, there's a lot of pressure to say that, hey, we could still win without him.
1: Mike, what are the chances a Lamar Jackson deal gets done before the season opener, and how could those negotiations affect what happens with Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow in March when they're eligible for their extensions?
0: Yeah, great question. So, uh, you know, first one is, uh, from a team standpoint, I, w- I would cut off negotiations because if you can't get it done by opening day, you don't want it to become a distraction. And that's especially true, guys, when you have um, – it's your fr- franchise quarterback and he has no agent. So you, you would much rather have him worrying about the New York Jets and their defense than, you know, some cap number or cash flow or some nuanced contract uh, contractual point. So to me – I would just say, hey, if we can't get this done over the next couple of days, then we're going to have to table it. And if I'm Baltimore, I literally would take Lamar, I would put him in a room, and I would just throw away the key and say, hey, we're just going to go until we get something done because it's just too important to both of us to get get a deal done, both from the Raven and Lamar standpoint.
2: You look at the numbers for guaranteed contracts, guaranteed money for quarterbacks, Deshaun at two thirty, Kyler at one eighty nine, Russell Wilson at one sixty five, Aaron Rodgers at one fifty, and Josh Allen at one fifty. What do you think Lamar is asking for? And what do you think's realistic?
0: Well, I you know, we've talked about this for months, guys. Like clearly on Lamar's side, when you talk to people around the league, it's all about Deshaun Watson. And he got a fully guaranteed contract at two thirty. But I'm sure what he's saying, guys, is like, look, I'm impeccable off the field and I'm a league MVP and I'm not taking five cents less than what, you know, Deshaun Watson got in the same division. On the other side, as you just, you know, you named a whole bunch of contracts. You could put his guarantee anywhere between 150 and 170 and I think you, could, you can say that's reasonable based on other deal points. Um, but I think it's more fundamental, which is he has to agree to a contract that looks a lot more like Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Aaron Rodgers. And everyone around the league just feels like this is going to come down to, you know, will he move off of the Deshaun Watson structure? And Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert are extension eligible in March, and they're watching this deal very, very carefully.
1: You talked about Kansas City's window with Mahomes. What's uh, the Rams' window at Matthew Stafford?
0: I think it's right now, and – You know, hopefully for their sake, his elbow's okay because um, they don't have a lot of depth. They've done a great job. They're the world champion, but um, they don't have a first-round pick for the foreseeable future. So they have a great team with great players, but like most teams, if they would lose their starting quarterback, you know, the alternative doesn't look very good.
2: Matthew Stafford said over the weekend he has no limitations, so we'll see if that's true coming up Thursday. Bills and Rams. Get you out of here with this. Uh, Tyron Smith. Out for the year, uh, the offensive tackle for the Dallas Cowboys, Pro Bowler. So they bring in Jason Peters, 40-year-old, signed into the practice squad, give him some time here uh, to get going and get into football shape. Mike Tannenbaum, how would you assess this move for the Cowboys?
0: I like it a lot. Uh, Just as a reminder for our audience, guys, veteran contracts don't become guaranteed until 4 o'clock on Saturday if you're on the active roster. So it lets Jason Peters get into shape, and even though he's older – short term i think he can help the cowboys
2: mike tannebaum espn nfl front office insider mike always appreciate it thank you thanks so much guys it's very interesting okay that signing fine makes a lot of sense in a lot of different ways we're talking about lamar Jackson, and i i always try and step back and go why are we making such a a big deal out of this And the answer I know is, well, he could go someplace else. He's not going anywhere else. He's not going to go anywhere else. I feel like we're more concerned about Lamar Jackson and his health relative to the contract playing without a contract because that is a dangerous sport and a high-profile position to do so. Am I reading this wrong, Myron Metcalf?
1: No, I mean, this is an NBA free agency. You you know, he's not going to say, I want to go play in Dallas or something like that. But I think in general, uh, you wonder how happy he's going to be. I think that's sort of the subjective element of this. You want Lamar Jackson going into this next chapter of his career, knowing that the team has his back, feeling confident in that. And then you can also build around him with some security uh, without a deal. It's harder to do that, you know, if he doesn't have a contract in place. And I understand if, if you're looking at Deshaun Watson going, that dude got 230 million and I've been a unanimous MVP. I'm saying give me that answer.
2: There's no question about it. I I think the worst thing that could have happened to the Baltimore Ravens is the Deshaun Watson contract. Without the Deshaun Watson contract, Lamar Jackson is under contract. He has a new deal at this point, but that changed everything. You're doing that for him? What about me? I'm impeccable, both on and off the field, so I'm not taking a cent less than that. And because he plays that position, the most high-profile and dangerous sport and position in the NFL – you might as well hold out for it. You might as well wait for it. And he's got enough confidence in himself to play not only a great year, but a healthy season. And he's been uh, without injuries so far, and we'll knock on wood and hope that happens here. Greeny brought to you by Liberty Mutual Insurance. Liberty Mutual customizes your coverage, so you only pay for what you need. Coming up next, biggest questions from the college football weekend are answered next. Plus, it was a great start to the college football season. Will it end the way that we all believe it will. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app.
1: Thanks for listening to Greeny the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN Plus. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.